Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Thursday, uh, November 9th. Hope your week is going well as uh, we've got Disney reporting, and we'll talk about that at Jobs when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do, though, let's not forget that uh, in the world we live, there are so many things that we have no control over. You can control one thing in your portfolio. That's how much risk you have. You need to know what that risk is, and you need to know what that risk should be based on your circumstances. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Point seven Highlands, Light FM. It's uh, 841 here. Now we're at 19 before 9. This is the time every morning where we double-check to see what the uh, School of Abnormal Psychology, known as Wall Street, is doing to our money today. And sometimes things just aren't easily explained, which is why I go to a pro to try to figure it out, because he knows more than I do. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone today to uh, flesh out what the heck is happening today. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, don't cut yourself so short now. You're uh, you're pretty intelligent when we start talking about this stuff. <laughs> I, when people talk about what we do on the air, I say, you know, I should probably be a government economist. <laughs> that was where my education came. Yesterday, I, I was describing it as kind of a kiss in your sister day yesterday on the on Wall Street. I mean, we had some changes. The blue chips lost about $40 on the Dow. S&P was $4.40 to the good, which is about as close to flat as you want to get. NASDAQ gained a little bit, but, I mean, this was kind of the way Wall Street's supposed to look on an everything normal day. Little up, little down, long-term trend up, and people should be happy. And uh, that seems strange given all the earnings reports that we're getting. I'm still seeing decliners outnumbering advancers, but by and large, the market is holding a general upward trend for the last couple of weeks. What the Sam Hill's going on? You know, I really don't know. The other thing I saw was kind of interesting is that uh, the S&P 500 Mm -hmm. is on its longest winning streak. Now, get this, since November of 2021. Holy crud. We've got to go back to the exactly. pandemic months before we can get that kind of a rebound. Huh? Yeah, it's just um, crazy that it's, uh, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, three months before this, it was down every month. And now we're we're getting back-to-back days where it's uh, it's heading the upward direction. Yeah, it's, it's been, I don't think we've had an off S&P day now. What, it's been two and a half weeks, something like that. Well, I think since the 1st of November, pretty much. Uh. That pretty much yeah, close to get, getting at least at least past two weeks now. It's 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 kind of interesting in the process, and it's it's it it's almost like you know it it gets that old saw that you and I kick around all the time. Wall Street can live with bad news, can live with good news. The one thing it can't live with is uncertainty. And at the very least, we're getting more certain and more confirmation, including all the rubber chicken speeches from our friends from the Federal Reserve that uh, higher interest rates are going to continue, and they ain't going to go down anytime soon so traders are kind of saying well we don't have to like it but at least we know what we want to invest in in order to cope with it that's right and you talk about interest rates i want to mention this goldman sachs came out and said that they think interest rates will stay even higher than the federal reserve expects them to stay higher um they say the market has baked in a interest rate cut in 2024 and uh, and they they're not so sure that's going to happen. They think that the interest rates are going to stay higher 
longer than even the Fed anticipates right now. And the Fed pretty much took 2024 off of the table after their meeting this past month. Yeah, you know, there's some optimistic traders out there, I think. Uh, oh yeah, they, they do tend to smoke weird stuff every once in a while and get optimistic when they really don't need to be. Uh, I mean, yeah, as I said, as long as we know what's going on, uh, you, you can make money during high interest rate times. You just invest in different stocks than you do when you've got bargain basement interest rates. And it looks to me, just looking at the modest moves that are being made in the indexes, that we finally settled into, uh, the, you know, the big money guys settled into a strategy that works. And uh, in the process... We're actually bidding the yields on federal bonds downward to kind of surprising levels, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, up, up until today, I guess. It looks like yields are going up a little bit today, um, at least according to Market Watch headlines. So, um, but, but, you know, that's going to fluctuate, too, as people go in and out of, of the markets trading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we were kind of giggling but under, in a gallows humor sort of way when you mentioned that the 30-year was down around the 4.7% rate. I never thought I'd ever say, boy, that sounds like a real bargain after all those months of 5%. It just seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That is, that 4.7 yeah, is a bargain. Oh, yeah. Hey, we start out the morning with the government data dump. We get the uh, annual, the weekly Thursday unemployment report. Uh, initial jobless claims la- last week, uh, 217,000 first-time jobless claims. That's a little less, by only 2,000 less than the market expected. I'm not going to call that a big market mover. Uh, by and large, we're still proving to ourselves that our economy and our employment market can pretty much handle any kind of a kick in the shins that the Federal Reserve wants to give it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. And that's actually no change from the week before. It's yeah. basically in line with exactly the same thing it was the week before. So, uh, again, we'd like that number up about 250. And that's and they like I said we're not cheering for people to get thrown out of work. That means there's just a sifting and winnowing, and 250 is about that benchmark number uh, that would indicate that people aren't afraid to change jobs. And periodically, you know, accidents happen. But you know, at the very least, you know, you're on the market, you get off the market. About 250 thousand of us are doing it at any given time, and uh, right now nobody's moving, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Evidently, Powell didn't say anything that really scared the pants off of anybody yesterday. I guess he's going to try to do it again today because uh, Chairman Powell is going to be at a policy panel discussion in Washington at 2 o'clock this afternoon. They're actually going to get a chance to interact and maybe ad-lib, go off script a little bit. That kind of, by definition, makes me a little nervous, doesn't it? You yeah, that could be that could make it interesting, right? If you if you if you can ask questions and and he has to answer and it gets him off his speech script, then that to me, uh, who knows? That could uh, shed some different lights on uh, on what's happening in the interest rate environment. Absolutely. I mean, Greenspan was famous for being real close to the vest, and when he didn't want to say anything, he could fill ten minutes of time and say absolutely nothing. Uh, in contrast, Janet Yellen sometimes is a little bit loose with the lips when she was answering questions. Powell's kind of a happy medium on there. He's real cautious. He doesn't say anything stupid very often. But when you get into a panel discussion where you get some people that may disagree with him, it might be an interesting experience to watch. It may. And if you watch the markets, it may give you some hints of uh, what went on. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing about 2.30 this afternoon, double-checking and seeing what the heck goes on. Uh, reporting season for the companies that get traded on the exchanges is there's a 
potload of household names that reported over the last 24 hours. Probably the biggest uh, name that we all know well is Disney, and I gather their streaming services are carrying the day for them, huh? Well, Disney did well. Yeah, they their um, Disney Plus subscriber base uh, went up by almost um, 2 million people this last quarter. So that was good, better than expected. Um, and so that, that was good news. Revenue, though, missed. They missed on, on total revenue. Oh, I'm going to say by about a hundred million dollars. Um, they, they missed oh, on revenue. Jump, yeah, jump, jump, change, jump. Change, you know? yeah. Um, and then their earnings, they were, they were ahead on earnings, but they're, you know, they're in this cost cutting mode too. Um, they, they anticipate cutting about seven billion dollars from their uh, expense going forward so they're still working on that but they made 82 cents a share versus 70 that was expected um so that that was good the one of the things i did see was year over year numbers when mm-hmm. it comes to earnings per share now this is the unadjusted number um came in at 14 cents a share and um that was compared to nine cents a share last year so uh, their their net income was up about a hundred million dollars from where it was same quarter last year. So, you know, we talk about year over year numbers are what's important when we look at a company, not just that they beat analyst expectations. And it looks to me like here Disney did perform better than what they had in the prior year. You know, that kind of segues into something that we've noticed that the one thing that Americans have not stopped doing is traveling and vacationing, even while the economy gets a little bit hinky, and Disney evidently was a beneficiary of that. They, they are. You know, that's one of the things is to, to get out there and, you know, hit the parks again. And so, uh, but we are starting to see also travel companies giving some warnings about the fourth quarter, not, not necessarily keeping up to that standard. Um, Disney is trading up about 4% this morning. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that, I wonder if that guidance might indicate that uh, they're going to the Walmart school of guidance to lower the expectations and then beat them, right? Well, and that seems to be uh, a theme that we we continue to see. <laughs> it's not a bad strategy given the history of Walmart stock either. So it's uh, I make fun of it, but it's not a dumb strategy from a PR standpoint. Uh, talking about it, I didn't even realize this was a discrete stock, but Virgin Galactic. There's a publicly traded space travel company. I love it. How did they yeah. do? Oh, yeah. They, uh, you know, they, they did well, uh, can, considering what they were supposed to do. They were, they were expected to lose like 43 cents a share, and they only lost 28 cents a share. Um, revenue beat as well. You know, they're, they're not much revenue coming in on a, you know, space flight deal, but they made one, had $1.7 million. Uh, they're only expected to bring in about $1.1 million. So, so that was good for them. And, uh, and so they're trading uh, up this morning, 11%, Dave. Now this is, this is a really expensive stock. Okay. A dollar mm-hmm. 73 a share. I could actually, I could actually buy that with what's in my wallet today. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I, I just assumed it was a division of Virgin Airlines, so I didn't even realize they were publicly traded. It was kind of one of those what the Sam Hill. Yeah. Uh, got a few other household names I know that are reported. You got any other good we news did. pieces? You know, we talked about. I think it was Uber yesterday or the day before. We had Lyft reported today, um, and they, uh, they came in. 
and, and unfortunately they gave us the whole daggum report and not just a summary of it, but they, they beat on their uh, revenue. And so um, I'm sorry, it was lower on their revenue. They did okay on their other uh, earnings per share and they're trading down today about three and a half percent. Okay. The, um, the last Let's one I it. wanted to share with you is a company called Affirm Holdings. Yeah. You, you may not recognize it, but it's the arm, not the arm of, but they teamed up with Amazon to do their buy now, pay later um, stuff through through Amazon. And so uh, they had a really good quarter on on revenue. They they beat by about fifty million dollars. And so uh, they're trading up thirteen and a half percent this morning. Cool. Yeah, it, 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 the name didn't click with me when you told me they'd report it. Then when you told me that through Amazon, oh, yeah, every time I try to check out at Amazon, they try to get me to do it through a firm instead of my credit card. Exactly. Is it, that's, that's, that's pretty good marketing to have the Amazon nagging you to use them every time you buy a roll of toilet paper or something. <laughs> Resetting the table, a mixed bag yesterday that on balance I'm going to call a good day. Forty-five minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at, Philip? Hey, we're continuing to see the uh, indexes increase this morning. We got the Dow uh, 30 up three tenths, the S&P 500 up almost three tenths of a percent, NASDAQ 100 up a tenth of a percent. Big winner right now is the Russell 2000 up almost nine tenths of a percent this morning. Hey, on the other side of the coin, we got silver slipping about a tenth of a percent. Gold's right there with it, down two tenths of a percent. Crude oil. Uh, up from yesterday's close, 1.3%, but it's about where it was yesterday, Dave, $76.30 a barrel right now. Boy, it must have really tanked during the day, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think it was down below uh, 76. No, yeah, actually, you know, I got right a, down about 75. I got a giggle at all the colonists that were saying, get ready for $100 a barrel oil. It just shows to go you, no matter how smart your resume says you are, the market's going to prove otherwise, doesn't it? Yeah, because you just don't ever know what's out there in front of you. I mean, right now, it's the whole China deal. Yep. Just Like I said, be ready for $100 a barrel oil maybe in 10 years. <laughs> at least I can keep my fingers crossed. Asian rim markets were kind of a mixed bag at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Japanese markets were up by over a percent and a half. Chinese markets, we've been alluding to all the problems they have. For the most part, they were down unbalanced. The Asia-Pacific rim was pretty close to dead flat. Europe, on the other hand, is pretty optimistic. I got gains of six-tenths of a percent, nine-tenths of a percent. The overall index is up eight-tenths of a percent halfway through the European day, which ain't a bad day over there. Somebody need to uh, stabilize a retirement fund and make sure that you can retire the way you plan to. How do I find you to get that advice, Philip? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement analysis. They can also go to our website at statlerfinancial.com. We've got a link there. They can schedule a phone call. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. 95.3 FM. And one last time for the week tomorrow morning, about the same time on light. Philip, you have a good day, and we'll see you then. All right, man. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week's gone well. Join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.